the FPL Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And I'm also your host. You get two for one. I'm Rob Langevin. And on this podcast, we'll be bringing you weekly updates from the world of fantasy soccer and or football, whichever you so choose. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the potential incoming Premier League players, this week's price changes, who to start or sit, and the transfers we've made this week. And we'll also be having small segments from John Wallen of Taga, who's going to come on and talk to us a little bit about draft formats. And you're going to hear some from our very own Rob talking DFS. All right, let's start with incoming players. We've just been hit with news, literally, as we went to record, of the Kevin De Bruyne deal being just about done to Manchester City. What's your initial thoughts? Uh, I think it's a great player on an already stacked team. Um, I think he's going to slide into either one of two positions, depending on how Pellegrino wants to line up. He's either going to replace Navas and play on that wide position, or he's going to take the spot of, of Fernandinho in Fernandinho in the in the starting lineup and then have force. Pellegrino to shuffle things around so he can stay in the middle of the pitch. It'd be interesting to see what he is. Uh, you know, from a fantasy fantasy uh, perspective, you know, the price point is what he's going to come in at is what everybody's going to be interested in. And I, I have to I have to say he's probably going to come in right at what Pedro did, probably what right about 9.5. Mm. Yeah, as a David Silva owner, I, I was a little worried at first. But, you know, everybody knows the impact that David Silva has on that side. So I do think he'd be safe. A formation change is probably what's going to happen. I mean, Jesus Navas adds so much to that team. Maybe not as much from a fantasy aspect, although he did do well last week. But his ability to stretch the field really allows all of that space for kind of Silva and Toure to run the middle. Um, so I think it would, it would be harsh to drop him, but De Bruyne is obviously the more talented player, so we'll see. At 9.5, I think I'd wait a little bit to just see how all of that is going to shake out, much like Otamendi. Uh, who we're about to get to, you know, came in, 6.5 is immediately the most expensive defender except for any of the Chelsea players, not realizing that Elia Kumangala has decided to actually be the player he was in Portugal, uh, so not even sure he's going to get the start. Same same here. I, I'd like to see how it shakes out first before I buy in. Yeah, De Bruyne, to me, right now the initial reaction for me is that he's got the scary fact of last year when every boy, everybody bought into the Angel Di Maria juice, and they saw a player that you know, has all this the superstar potential, going to a team, a top flight team, and he shows what he has for two, three games, and then he he gets sent to the lily pad and just wallows in the the non functional pond forever. Yeah, and it's not like there are players there that can't replace him if he has some struggles early on. So yeah, I, I definitely kind of keep a close eye on that one, but maybe not bring him in yet. I just mentioned Odomendi. Do you think he gets into that defense anytime soon? Because they've looked great this season. Yeah, it's a shame because basically the guys that we didn't think that were going to be starting, namely uh, Bakari Sanya and Mangala, I mean, Mangala was going to get some run anyway because he's a great inside interior defender. But Sanya has played way over his head. He's mm. actually like in, a, in the top five in scoring for fantasy defensemen in, in their, their premier game. Thanks in, in large part to them having not conceded yet. Well, that nobody likes a conceded. Nobody <laughs> likes it. Nobody likes it. But Mangala has basically done nothing wrong. He's basically held his position. He's basically the the back end of the company going forward, being more offensive kind of thing. But he's done well, and Otamendi is basically going to come in and probably do the same exact thing. Uh, his price tag is a little bit more than than Mangala, and he's probably going to be a little bit slightly more offensive than than. How do you say his first name? Equilium. Eliakwim. Eliakwim. 
it sounds like it sounds like a level on the earth where it measures like gravity <laughs> the line of eloquim yep but but yeah i mean city just the rich get richer and they basically are just upgrading at two positions that they already are already decent at yeah i'm concerned that oda mendy and de bruyne might actually end up kind of just being champions league players uh which is why i would urge caution would you pick them up day one yeah, they're not immediate ads for me. Uh, I agree that they're probably added for the depth of the, the grueling Champions League. Um, but they wouldn't be an immediate ad like as much as like a Pedro would be right now that basically that basically everybody's jumping on that bandwagon now because they've seen one game of what he did and they're already on it. I just don't see De Bruyne and Otamendi being any different than the pieces that they have for a fantasy scoring line. Yeah, a, a couple other potential incomings. Uh, pronunciations and such. Hyungmin Sun, gonna go with that from Bayer Leverkusen. Very, very many reports linking him to Tottenham today, saying he's already having his medical. Um, coming from both German and English sources, which leads me to kind of believe it's credence. Uh, as the resident Spurs supporter here, I wouldn't recommend buying him day one. He won't replace Kane, and he probably won't replace Chadley immediately either. Um, if you're in a draft format, he's probably worth a stash if he clears waivers. I'm not even sure I'd waste a waiver pick on him just yet. I do think he's a good player, but I think kind of like the De Bruyne thing, you know, if he, if he happened to play on the right, he'd have a spot with Lamela on his way out and Dembele actually a central midfielder. That spot's open for, you know, if they brought in Barahino or if they brought, or if Clinton G decides to play out on the wing. But on the left, I mean, the two positions he plays are Kane and Chadley, who are two of the better fantasy options at Tottenham right now anyway. Wouldn't recommend jumping on that. Briefly mentioned Barahino there. At 6.5, think think he's a steal considering... I, well, I think he's at 6.4 now, actually. Didn't he drop? Yeah, he did. Yeah. At 6.4, you know, we mentioned formational changes for Pellegrini. You'd imagine that they'd have to do that at Tottenham to bring in Barahino. Maybe he plays right forward. Maybe he plays right wing. But like I said, Lamela and Dembele, neither are right wingers, and neither of them might be at the club much longer. Uh, so if he does come, I think Berahino could get about 25 starts. So uh, keep an eye on that transfer and try to get in there uh, before and if it happens, before that price rise might take place. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Berahino is a good stash for a third forward as long as you have the, the fundage in there to fit him in. Yeah. Um, the guy, the, the what was his name, the, the Hyungmin's son, maybe? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Some uh, I, I compare him to, like you said, he's kind of, depending on how big your roster is in draft formats, he may be rosterable. But you're, he's not a guy you're going to, it's like you're going to, you're not going to roster Lee Chung Young from, from Crystal Palace, who's gotten in games already. Yeah. They're, you know, I mean, I'm not stereotyping because they're from the same country. I don't, they're not, may not be the same player. One may be awesome and the other one might be, you know, garbage. But I'm just saying I'm giving a comparison because people from same leagues tend to get rated together. But yeah. neither neither would be a neither would be a rosterable player for me in any format currently. Yeah, I, I think that might be a little harsh. Like I said, you know, if you have that fifth midfielder and your top four are already really good, might be worth a stash. But do agree that you, it's not an immediate pickup, and like I said, I wouldn't waste a waiver on him. All right, yeah. and now we're going to move swiftly on to price changes. Uh, who do you have? Uh, there's a couple guys I, that I was looking at. Um, there's a guy who last year was getting the shaft and 
getting bad talked a lot. And one that's Luke Shaw. I mean, he's playing well yeah. for a United defense that is coming together as a unit. They're not doing it individually like I think they were last year. I think they're playing better as a unit. You know, you have Darmian on the one wing, Luke Shaw on the other side. <clears throat> Blind is mixing in there as well. They're playing well as a team. Uh, defensively. Second, <laughs> yeah, defensively. The second guy I have is Norwich, who I love. I kind of love this week only because I, I was reading up on them and they haven't lost in 13 road road games, which is a completely wow. weird stat. I mean, I know it goes back to the championship level of stuff, but still at 5.6 and possibly as your fourth mid- midfielder, I mean, where who else are you going to get comparably to him? <clears throat> I mean, there's nobody even that would be close to him. He's gotten... 24 fantasy points in three games. He's averaging eight points a game. I think that's top four for midfielders right now. Uh, my third guy, he hasn't risen yet, only because he just got added to the roster and he's on a, on a price freeze because they, they freeze it for the first six days. Yeah. But Pedro, yeah. Pedro at 9.5. Listen, you're looking at your roster. You see that you have Hazard at 11.5. How could you not yeah, downplay? That's exactly what I did. How could you not downplay from from eleven point four now to Pedro at nine point five? Who's going to go up one? You're going to gain a point there because he's going to rise in price uh, Friday morning at seven thirty in the morning, hmm. Eastern Standard Time. You save that two million dollars for next week, and guess what? You could basically bring in anybody you want. Guess what? Alexis Sanchez is sitting there, probably staring in the face. So you go from Hazard to Pedro from, say, Coutinho to Sanchez. Yep. I mean, it's basically a no-brainer from a fantasy perspective because you're basically, you're basically downshifting but then skipping third gear and going into, into fourth is what you're doing. Yeah, I did exactly that, uh, except for the Sanchez part. Dropped Hazard, brought in uh, Pedro, but we'll get to that later when we talk about our transfers. Uh, the players that I, I got in on also, I, I, I finally got on the Marvis train, got on it at 5'8". I know last week I said he might cap at 6'0", but gosh, he's he's really good. He just He's a, he's he's, a monster right He's now. just so good. And Tottenham could have bought him for $6 million in June. <laughs> he's got 330,000 transfers in this week. That's insane. But <laughs> warranted, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's absolutely bonkers. Um, Romelu Lukaku, I think, is definitely worth getting in. It looks like he's finally back to form. You know, the you know the West Bromwich Albion loan year, Everton's loan year. Last mm-hmm. year he struggled, as did all of Everton, but it looks like him and Barkley are both back in a big way. And I think getting him in at any point probably before 8.5 is worth it because, you know, he's he's done more than uh, Benteke. And yeah. uh, just we'll, we'll get to it a little bit later. Not a huge fan of Lukaku this week. Do agree that Tottenham's defense is shaky, but him playing 120 minutes today was not what you wanted from that kind of uh, player. But uh, that to the side, um, I think Lukaku and, and Gomis just continues to score goals. It's just He's just going to keep doing it, and it's going to be great. He's going to get to that 15-goal plateau. I'm going to get a free copy of FIFA 17, thanks to Dan Fitzpatrick, if you're listening. Big ups for doubting Buffettimbi Gomis. You're going to see him crawling around the ground a whole lot more, and you're going to hate it, and I'm going to love it every time. We mentioned Barahino. If he makes the transfer, getting him in at, at uh, that price is just absolutely absurd. What would we say, 6'4"? He's 6'4". Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a great get. And a sneaky one, a little sneaky one. We know what's happening on with Diafrasako. Not going to touch on that too much, but he's unavailable. 
Bringing in a player like Emmanuel Adebayor already says he wants to stay in London. There's already been contact about a loan. Getting him in, if you plug him in to that West Ham side right now in front of Dimitri Payet, I think he probably gets 10-plus, and that might be a, a sneaky play going forward. That's a good one. It's a good call. I like it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, this is super great advice, but uh, yeah. I appreciate it. How much. If, I, if, I could pat, if I could pat you on the back through, the, through this conference call i would uh i appreciate it and i consider myself padded but i have have baby t-rex arms (laughs) 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 Um, that to the side a a club that autobiore almost went to jordan au dropping to 5.8 you got to put him in aston villa are having goal goal scoring problems i think their best chances on the counter attack we saw what adama triore can do last week Looks an absolute monster on the right. Scott Sinclair, tons of pace. If it's not Scott Sinclair, then it's Jack Grealish, who's a very good creator. You know, it looks like the Vera 2 Adrissa guy combination is going to work out fairly well. So I think Jordan AU at 5'8 is definitely worth looking into. You know, is he worth, you know, Callum Wilson, who just scored a hat trick? Maybe not, but I think it's an interesting one to look at. And then the other one is the two goalless strikers thus far, Wayne Rooney and Harry Kane. Um, both of them dropped one point, probably going to drop more. Harry Kane, I think, is a great player. He's played very well thus far. But until, you know, either Lamela turns his stuff around or Christian Eriksen gets back to form or we get somebody in central midfield capable of passing the ball better than Ryan Mason or Eric Dyer, he's going to have to keep creating his own chances and they're going to keep being half chances, which, you know, he's pretty good at converting, but he's not... You know, getting the full chances that you'd expect. But once you see Njai in there, once you see Barahino in there, once you see Sun in there, assuming those happen, then I think he's definitely worth picking up. But see see how far this dips before you get it on the way back up. Yeah, the, the players I was I was uh, on for this week with the, with the minus in front of their name, the, the first guy that jumps out to me is because I watched the, watched the match today is Wayne Rooney. I mean, yeah. he, he dropped in price and then, then nets a hattie today. Uh, to be fair, they looked awful, Club uh, Bruges. Yeah, Le, Le Bruges. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but goals are goals, regardless if you score them here, there, or anywhere, because they're a confidence builder. And he got them set up from, one was from Depay, which was a brilliant setup. Depay basically made the whole goal, and then and the pass was brilliant in the defense. Wouldn't it be great if we saw that in the Premier League? <laughs> oh, absolutely, but the, there's no defense that's as awful as Bruges. So, actually there is, it's called Sunderland, but... Um, but yeah, Ro- <laughs> Rooney, looked, Rooney looked decent. You know, for for the price drop to ten four, it's still a little, still a little pricey because you want some kind of return out of it. And a lot of people went with Rooney early on this year and have been burned. They got burned after three games. I mean, yeah. they're like, you know what, this yeah. guy's not doing nothing for me. He's gone. It's the same way with with Eden Hazard right now. He dropped right now, and I actually ran a, an interesting scenario by you before I said you know this is probably a week where a lot of people were going to analyze the roster and do a do a wild card and since his price dropped on on Monday Monday night I believe I said it would be interesting if you know you had him a rostered on your team then you dropped him did your wild card and then picked him back up for a penny cheaper which I think is a good strategy but I think he's going to drop more oh I agree I think he's going to go down at least two two to three more before he actually gives the dividends that you're wanting from him at his price point. Uh, and my, my third guy I was going to touch on, which you stole because you're a stealer. It <laughs> Steelers. Is, Steeler is uh, Harry Kane. I mean, I, I've watched two out of the three games this year for him. 
He's trying he, his little heart out, bless him. He 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 is trying. He's getting on his bike and pedaling, and he's running. He just, he has nobody that is linking up with him the way that he needs to be. Think up. Michael Jordan and Space Jam. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he has nobody. I mean, you know, Yosemite Sam with the, with the original skinny jeans on had nothing. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's he he's basically he's basically riding a, a bike made for three and doing all the work and pedaling by himself. Um, and he's just not getting the ball in positions that he he's accustomed to for finishing. Uh, even if he gets the ball, there's no secondary guy to, to pass it off to. Yeah. Um, really horrendous stat that <laughs> you'll probably like. Um, Nasser Chadley's assist to Della Ali on the diving header mm-hmm. in the 83rd minute, I think it was, uh, mm-hmm. was the first completed pass Tottenham had in the opposing box that whole match. So, that sounds like typical Tottenham. I mean, I, I mean, know, it does. I mean, usually we score goals, we just concede them too. But the creativity is really struggling right now. I just don't know how anybody can can root for that team, honestly. <laughs> you know, it's a struggle, but yeah. I, I can't believe I'm associated in a podcast with somebody who's a coys. Ah, don't worry about it. 2012 should have been enough for you. 2012. <laughs> All right. Well, now we will be adding Tog's very own John Wallen. And uh, what he does over there, you know, who who really knows? He just runs some stuff and writes some stuff and edits some stuff. Uh, Wallen! <laughs> we fly high, no lie, you know this. <laughs> Tauga! <laughs> exactly. Oh, trying to get him on the horn right now. There he is, John Wallen, the main man over there at Tauga. What's happening, brother? Hey, guys. How you guys doing tonight? Oh, wow, not you? too bad, you know, just just sipping on some drinks, talking some fantasy. He comes ah, in, he sounds like butterscotch. Jesus, he goes, hey, how's it going? Hey. Listen, he's going to sell me car insurance. <laughs> or I Barry White I'm album. Do some, Rob? Oh, I definitely need car insurance. I drive backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I try to go sideways. The car doesn't let me. It does. Right. You have a Wonkavator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, sideways elevators. It's, it's the way of the future. All right, John, we just introduced you a little bit. We, we dropped a little rap song for you. Uh, who, who did that song even? I don't even know. I couldn't tell you. What was that, like 2006? Hmm. hmm. This, this bears investigating. We're all ty- <laughs> as we're all typing. But, yeah, but in the interim, if you could tell the people where to find you, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely, Kev. Uh, everybody can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Gaffer. You can also find me curating the at Play Taga account. And, of course, I'm uh, running content over at Play Taga where, Kev DeVries, you can find your work. And, Rob Langevin, you can find your expert ranks starting when we come back from the international break. Nice. And for those interested, uh, that song, We Fly High, Balling, uh, is brought to you by the great artist Jim Jones, who definitely had a lot of career longevity and wasn't a one-hit wonder at all. Absolutely. For shizzle, for shizzle. <laughs> Probably pronounced the G oh, in uh, in that track. I mean, balling an apostrophe, <laughs> long and storied career. Yes, yes, for <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, well, we're having you on. This is going to be an interview with you, kind of talking about draft formats. Thus far, you know, we mostly talked about the pricing in the official fantasy Premier League game. Obviously, all three of us are in the Taga Experts League and enjoy that very much. But uh, what are the differences between kind of the draft style and the official fantasy Premier League style, and which players benefit most from those changes? Sure. So I think the biggest the biggest difference is that most draft games target included score across a wider variety of statistics than you typically see with salary cap or even with uh, daily fantasy sports. So a player like 
Stuart Downing last season who was playing for West Ham would have been a prime example, a player who created a ton of chances, a player who was putting in a lot of crosses, um, very good with the ball at his feet, beating men off the dribble, but not necessarily getting a lot of assists. So while you're looking at him in terms of fantasy value uh, in a salary cap league and saying, yeah, he's middle of the pack, when you look at him in a draft league and you consider the fact that every one of those stats that I just mentioned is scoring him points, you know, all of a sudden he's a top 10 player in his position, a top 20 player over overall yeah that definitely benefits which players do you think would fit that mold this year so this season we're seeing some really interesting um some interesting scoring in the official league because a lot of goals are going in um somebody like ryan mares actually would typically fit the mold mares was a, a fantasy superstar in taga's format last season but he didn't score as highly in you know in salary cap leagues this season because he is racking up those goals because he is racking up those assists you are seeing him have equal value across the board in, in the first three uh, first four game weeks i would expect that he may see a dip in ownership and uh, a subsequent price fall in the official fpl uh, after the international break after uh, lester start playing a few more difficult opponents but that value will maintain uh, it'll be constant in the uh, in in draft leagues. All right. Well, uh, I've already beaten you this year in fantasy. No, no big surprise. There happens a lot in this league. Um, how much do you blame who you might believe to be Lord and Savior Roberto Firmino? I'm sorry. Are, are we trying to speak ill of uh, Saint Bobby? <laughs> Anybody speaking ill of Saint Bobby? I, I mean, the points don't lie, bro. I'm just. I'm gonna just say this once. Uh, I'm quadrupling down on uh, Bobby Firm, and I think that this is gonna be the week that he comes through in spades. You know, you have to say actually, uh, he did not cost me my matchup this week in either of my play Taga leagues. I do own him in both expert leagues, both the Euro and the US version, and he put up 17 points, which is no small feat in that league. Yeah, I, I do like the Liverpool guys this week. Um, obviously, West Ham have struggled containing the likes of Mares and Callum Wilson. Both of them have already been mentioned. Coutinho continues to impress on the pitch, not even rack up the fantasy points so much in formats that allow multiple stats for some reason. If you had to pick right now between Coutinho and Firmino to kind of be that catalyst for that attack going forward, who do you say? On purely from fantasy, I'm still going to pick Roberto Firmino. I do think that uh, I, I may have been one of uh, Philip Coutinho's loudest champions in fantasy circles this summer because I did think that he was capable of a six, maybe seven goal, ten, maybe eleven assist campaign. And before people, you know, roll their eyes and say that's you know a ridiculously small return, consider that that's essentially what Gilfie Sigurdsson did last season at Swans, yeah. and mostly know, in the first half of the season. <laughs> sure, I, absolutely. But I do think Coutinho kind of fits that mold right he's someone who's going to he's going to score in bunches because he's going to have those two three four matches where that dipping you know shot from just outside the box eating the goalkeeper the far post is going in and isn't just being touched by a fingernail of peter check off the bar and, and away um you know he was very unfortunate not to have and I won't say multiple goals, but certainly he was unfortunate not to have at least a goal in that Arsenal match. So, so John, I'm going to ask you a non-fantasy soccer question real quick, just to get it out of the way, and then I'll jump back in with a, with a fantasy question. What's your favorite kind of cookie? I'm going to go with uh, the tried-and-true oatmeal raisin. Oh, you're the worst. Every time I think it's going to be chocolate chip, 
and it turns out to be oatmeal raisin. And my dad loves oatmeal raisin, so they're all over. I keep getting excited, keep thinking I'm going to get that sweet, delicious chocolate chip cookie, and it keeps me an oatmeal raisin. What What do you think of the strengths of the oatmeal raisin? Um, I'm going to go with texture, uh, cooking time. The fact that uh, if I'm baking at home, I don't have to closely monitor the oven because even a slightly burned oatmeal raisin cookie is still better than a well-done chocolate chip. Fair wow. Enough. Wow, that's some harsh. That, that, that's some harsh. If you, if you had to give it kind of you know a, a blank dot blank price like you have in the standard fantasy Premier League format, where would you put it? Do you think it has high upside? Do you think it's like Callum Wilson where you know maybe – the, if, it, if it proves itself going forward, it could get an increase in price, or do you think it's already kind of in, the, in that top tier of cookies? Now, you know what? <laughs> Meal raisin is the Raheem Sterling of the cookie world. I think mm. it's already proved itself to be exceptionally good for its age, and yet it still gets hate from all circles, uh, professional and amateur alike. And, you know, I have to say most cookies would uh, give their left appendage to be oatmeal raisin much like most professional footballers, would love to have the skill of Raheem Sterling. Mm. I'd, say, I'd say the oatmeal cookie is kind of like Joel Ward for me, where if you're figuring <laughs> out about oatmeal cookies now, the guy that likes oatmeal cookies already has him stashed. Yeah, he he's already knows got, like, that upside. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the group of people that love him already love him, and so he's probably not available in your leagues and, and you know, might not be in your price bracket in the official FPL game. But, but that, you heard it here first, John Mullen, fan of the oatmeal raisin cookie. Okay. I'm a, I, I like oatmeal raisin cookies, but it depends on who makes them. There's different recipes, but I'm with you, John. Okay, so getting back to the fantasy, fantasy question. <laughs> in, in, in the Taga format, guys that are on the waiver right now that aren't universally owned in most draft formats, give me two or three guys that are jumping out to you right now that by the end of the year could be viable fantasy options in a Taga format. Not to take a, a really easy route, but because I can see ownership statistics um, at Taga, I'm going to still go with uh, first and foremost, and I'll give you some some more obscure names in a minute, Rob, but uh, Daniel Sturridge. Um, people are, are still shying away from him, um, obviously the injury. Hashtag uh, trade bait. Yeah, absolutely. The early the early success of Christian Benteke, the fact that you know Liverpool seems uh, spoilt for choice with uh, Roberto Firmino, Jordan Ibe, uh, Adam Lallana, uh, you know Philip Coutinho, any number of uh, players that typically play in that middle three, having the ability to to, to come in and, and play in that front three. Uh, certainly, with the signing of Danny Ings, uh, even you know the recent departure of Mario Balotelli is not opening up a, you know, a de facto starting spot for Daniel Sturridge upon his return in, in the eyes of some people. And I think that you know, Danny Sturridge, he gets, let's say, the last 18 starts of the season that he gets. You know, I still think he's good value for eight goals, two assists, and particularly in Taga's format, I, I think he's going to be able to have a, a high floor, we call it, you know, where he's doing enough with the ball at his feet yeah. to merit uh, a start as a forward two uh, every week that he's uh, available for Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. Uh, on my end, I, I really like the look of Papa Suarez. Not this week. This week no. he's facing Pedro, which is terrifying. But he has lots of pace. He has a decent eye for the defensive line. And he keeps bombing forward and sending in what are pretty dangerous crosses. And assuming that Connor Wickham finally gets that role, I know he's a little bit banged up right now. But if he, he gets that starting position and locks it down long term, he's going to hit a lot of those in. And I think he's going to be the next one of those wingbacks, maybe like in a trippier mold where he's nothing and then all of a sudden he's something. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's a fair point. I do worry a bit 
about Wickham. I mean, only because historically he hasn't done much. And Kev, you know this from our conversations on Mike and off. You know, if somebody doesn't have a track record, it's really hard for me to buy into them. And, you know, that does work both ways, right? Where people have what I perceive to be a a good track record in England or abroad, I'll buy into them maybe a little bit earlier than other people will. You know, for me on on the defensive end, um, you know, somebody can correct my pronunciation here because I'm going to butcher his name. Oh, we do it all the time too. No yeah, way. totally. We suck. I, I had to guess Hyung Ming Sun earlier. I, I think it's been different every time. I called Mangala a, a line on the earth. <laughs> it's it, true. It, May Erk Nobly? Is that is that how you pronounce that? Mark Noble, the new PK taker for West Ham? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Mark Noble. Yeah, that guy. If he had a Brazilian name, he would have cost thirty million pounds. <laughs> he, um, you know, in Taga, excuse me, in Taga last week, he put up uh, twenty point five points, and you know, I, that team, that, that West Ham team, I, I missed the Cuyate train. I had him like about to add, and I was like, I don't know, and I really should have. And he would have been the person that we'd be talking about right now had not every other league in the Taga format, and I'm sure in most draft FPL formats, immediately rushed to the waiver wire yeah. or you know, free agent acquisition bids or whatever it might be and added him. Because you know that team looks like they're not going to be Dimitri Payet plus 10. They look like they're an actual squad of footballers that are going to be capable of contributing across the pitch. And going while- forward. Going, going back, they're going to a lot of goals. No one gets points for defense, Kev. I mean, even, <laughs> even in our format, it's where we, we heavily value defenders. And I will talk about a defender third here. But even where we heavily value defenders, I mean, sacrifice defense for offense every time. Uh, Jordan Amavi is a great example of that at Aston Villa. Yeah. You know, I, I'm perfectly happy for that man to give up three goals a game if he's going to keep doing what he's doing going forward. I agree. Yeah, no doubt. I love Jordan Amavi. Oh, me too. Who's that other defender you have in Sash? Or was that him? No, I mean, Jordan Amavi. I did write about Jordan Amavi in my latest um, top 10 players that you should invest in now, which you can find on blog.playtaga.com. But I'm going to go with uh, Newcastle's uh, Masa Idra Haidara. Again, a player that you don't want to use this week, though, up against yeah. Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. No, I think, and, you know, frankly, he might be made to look silly. So... This is this is one of those odd things, and, and maybe we can get into this a little bit later. But when you're trying to play for one week, and the week is the week ahead of an international break, mm. it becomes very difficult. And I almost preach, you know, uh, a laissez-faire approach. Like I'm happier to not make a move that, in retrospect, cost me points, than rush to make a move that cost me for two or three or four weeks down the line. Yeah, that, that's what I do in draft formats as well, which I, I tend to do quite well in is trust your draft. If you know that you drafted well, you can fill holes, but there shouldn't be that many. And that's what I've been doing. I lost Remy Sabea because he moved over to France. Uh, and so I've just been plugging my fourth midfielder each week. And so I missed out on Kuyate because I wanted to see another week of it. And in that time, somebody bought in on the upside. But I'd rather wait, just plug it with somebody that's going to get me maybe five points each week. Uh, last week, it was James McLean. And he is not a great footballer, but he got me three points, which helped me win. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I, I always urge waiting. With this particular one, after he gets destroyed by Sanchez, which is an, a when, not so much an if, uh, he's going to have two weeks to drop in value. A Newcastle side that probably isn't going to keep a clean sheet this week is going to see a lot of their players drop, and I think a lot of them have a lot of upside when they do. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. And I also have to say, you know, it, it, when we look at waiver wire in our, you know, 10 team, our 10, our 10 team or 12 team uh, expert leagues, there are still some surprising names there. I mean, Josh King from Bournemouth, who was um, when we both participated live in the yeah, he went like in the eighth round or something yeah, crazy. Yeah. You know, in the in the mock draft that we did at Dukes when we had the FPL ranking summit, Josh King was going very very early, uh, as was Cameron Jerome, and both those forwards uh, for Bournemouth and Norwich, they're both sitting on the waiver wire in our twelve team league right now. So I think it shows that they're you know they're. People that are well plugged in and people that are doing their homework and people that have, you know, uh, deep vaults of statistics at their disposal are still willing to make snap decisions, right? I mean, all three of us work for, uh, for, you know, media outlets that have access to optostats that, um, you know, that provide expert analysts, uh, analysis for, for FPL and, some of the very same mistakes that we preach against, you know, I mean, as players, we, we are still making those same mistakes, you know, yeah. we're making snap judgments, we're making two week calls, you know, we're, we're trusting our gut, we're investing most of our budget in Roberto Firmino, whatever it might be. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> or here in Trippier, whatever the case may be. Yeah. <laughs> or Yannick Bellassi for me. Yeah. See, everybody has one. Is it the late Yannick Bellassi? Has he been transferred out yet? I, I, I don't know. I no, mean, see, that's really awkward. I, I heard a rumor, and I'm not, I'm not going to put my name on this at all, but you can take from it what you will, but that Tottenham are uncomfortable going in for a player that's dealing with a personal crisis. Well, and I, I haven't heard any other names really linked with him. So if, if, that, if you're asking me, I, I think yeah. he's staying at Palace. That's what happened with me when United wanted to sign me on a big transfer. I was going through that, that stuff with the, the FBI. Oh, the, yeah, the stuff. Yeah, and the stuff untransferable, the man. You were going that, through a lot. You had to sit that out guy. that month, but then you stayed yeah. at the club. The stuff with that thing with that guy. Oh, oh, with like the the adjective, and then when you verbed the noun. Yeah, no, 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 not that guy. The, not the first thing. The second. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to waive privilege, I'm happy to talk about how I got you out of that, Rob. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we don't. We don't need to get into that I, right you're now. You're my you're my Chris Carter fall guy. Is that where you are? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, do you have any uh, kind of last thoughts for us there, John? No, guys. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. You know, I do think um, real quick the this concept of trying to invest in players early. I, it just quick reminder to everybody. You know, we're going to have a break here, and players are going to get hurt. Players are going to go away on international duty. They're going to come back late. Managers aren't going to trust them. There's going to be you know all sorts of media reports about whether or not they're they're match fit. And you know, I just I preach a lot of patience and, and really. Think twice before you add or, you know, make any significant moves ahead of ahead of the international break. That being said, in Taga specifically, there are a ton of players currently on the waiver wire, including Otamendi, um, uh, Pedro, obviously, uh, the new midfielder in from uh, from France at Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you make do make your waiver claims. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be looking to, you know, necessarily make a blockbuster trade this week. I have one last question for John before we run. John, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Smutty Nose Wunderbar Pilsner. I, uh, I, I changed up uh, so that I could uh, clearly articulate my thoughts because mm. I was going to be drinking. Old Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, Ballast Point Sculpin was, uh, was, next on, nice. was next on the plate. I, but, I love a good Pilsner. You know, a lot of people can throw a lot of hops in something and make a decent IPA, but to get a Pilsner, there's very there's little very stuff cool. in there. There are very few moving pieces, and to get it right takes skill for sure. And this Pilsner. one has an adorable New England man wearing lederhosen on it. 
They can't go wrong with that. It's like Brady wearing Uggs. <laughs> and deflating balls and stuff. Well, John, it was an absolute pleasure having you on, and I'm sure you'll be on again in the future. So thanks for your time. Thank you guys very much. Have a great night. Thanks. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. John. All right. Now, Rob, we just talked about draft styles and cookies and all that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not a big DFS guy. I know you have that kind of background. So if you you'd feel free to kind of answer the same kind of questions. What's the different in the DFS format? Which players are better? Uh, just kind of run the folks through that if you would. All right. So DFS, you're basically working on a daily, weekly format, just like everybody else, but it resets. And it's just one lineup, and you're set to a salary cap of, depending on the sites to use, varying accounts, you know, money in the bank. So the one we're going to talk about today, it's, it's, it's like the queen mother of all daily sites. The, their initials are Donkey Kong because that's where <laughs> a lot of people play. They don't give us any money. I'm not going to say their name, but you know who you are, Donkey Kong. And you can give us money and we'll say your name, which isn't Com- Donkey Kong. <laughs> completely. I'll say it 10 times and I'll even get a tattoo on my sister. And then it will be on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, told. See, see the analogies going on here. So, on that Donkey Kong site, you want to spend as much of your cap as possible, but invest in players that either that have one of two things going on: they have good form, and their price fits into your budget. Those are the two things I look for. So, with that, I made a. I just went today and I made a random team just based on the 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 dollar amounts there and the guys that look good. So basically I, I picked out a, a bunch of guys that I like and then I gave you guys some good good value guys for this week, this week and this week only. So my team this week, I picked up Brad Guzan at goal. He's 4,500. Now, goalies, the, the, the tendency for me is you never really want to spend big on a goalie. You never want to spend over five grand on a goalie because your budget usually only have 45,000 total. And you have to fill a goalie, two defensemen, two midfielders, two forwards, and then they give you a flex position. They don't, you don't have to field total 11, but you only have 45 million to, you know, 45,000 to spend. Sorry, I said million. I'm adding zeros. Okay? So Brad Guzan, he's playing Sunderland. They, if you look back, they, they've basically clean-sheeted Sunderland the last three, three matches they, they've played them going back to 2013. That, to me, sounds like a win. Win? Win for you, Kev? Yeah, I mean, I, Jermaine Lentz has three assists in three matches, which means they have at least three goals. They might score, but, the, the, you know, it, it, I don't know exactly how the scoring format works for them. Are saves a big factor? Because I think it, he might get some saves, but maybe only allow one. It's quasi-opta, quasi-their own. It, they mm-hmm. use their own little rigmarole algorithm, and, you know, they square root everything. So defensively, there's three games you want to look at this week where you want to load up on defense. They're the, probably the three good teams everybody's using in any any format in any league. You want to use Arsenal defenders. You want to use Liverpool defenders. You want to use Man City defenders this week. You only get two. So basically, 
you want to start one guy from one of those three teams. Kolarov is the most expensive defender there this week. I'd probably lean against going with the most expensive defender only because you really want to have a more – you want to spend put invest more of your money up top where the guys assist and score goals. That's where, that's where you get the most points in these formats. So the guy I picked at that was moderately valued was Daniel, Nathaniel Klein. Liverpool got a great matchup. I don't, they still haven't let in a goal. That's great for defense. I'm just saying, these aren't things that nobody knows already that isn't playing fantasy sports, correct? Mm. Yeah. All right. So then we get to the midfield. You basically want to, this is where you want to invest your money, midfield and forward. Now, this week is a great advantage to take advantage of, of guys like Pedro. Because Pedro just got transferred in. Um, so DraftKings, oh, going to have to edit that out. Donkey Kong <laughs> isn't up on the note, and he's still very, very low priced. He's, he's listed as a forward on their site, and he's listed at $5,000. Wow. Just for comparison, uh, Riyad Mahrez is $8,700, who is probably the first guy you're going to pick on any roster this week based on his performance, his output. He's, uh, he's averaging 27 points a, a game in, the, in their format, which is basically, you know, butter on toast. So you want to... This week, if you're not pairing Pedro with Aguero. Yeah. What are you on, doing with your life? <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea what you're doing with yourself. You know, Maybe go to knitting. Maybe some arts and crafts at the annex. I don't Macrame know. even. Yeah. So there's this, this is, those are the guys that I would, I would have a staple with. You want to find a goalie that's under five grand. You want to have a defender that has a great matchup that's on a top team. You want to have, and you want to invest all your money in the midfield and forward ranks. Mares. Pedro Aguero. Those are the first three. Your last midfielder in flex position, I would probably go semi-cheap, but somebody who's actually performing. So I went with Punchin as my set my second midfielder. Yeah. Because he gets tons of passes. He's gonna have to work the ball a lot. You get tons of points for passing. Fun stat then, for you there. Since uh Pardew came in, they have sixteen goals from from set pieces, which mm-hmm. is the most of any team. And Punchin's the one taking most of those, so definitely worth it. And it's pretty matchup proof. Exactly. And then usually there's one position that I go, it's kind of a hunch, kind of based on what he's doing, what I've seen him do, or what I think he's going to do this week. And that guy's Max Gradell this week. Hmm. He, he's very cheap. He's only 4000 That's awesome for your flex position. He's involved in a lot of the play going forward. He plays that like hybrid forward midfielder role. I think he's going to do well this week after a good performance last week. Uh, so, I mean, that's the basis of the basics of DFS. You basically want to form a roster, salary cap, put the best guys that you think are going to win for that week based on matchups and their, their price point, and go get it and win some money for yourself. I mean, it's simple. If you know what you're doing, go get it. Uh, oh, I forgot to touch on the the value guys. So there's mm. a value there's value guys at every position. You know the va- the value guys I picked out this this week are Jordan Amave is 3300. Uh, I'm kind of up. I was up on this guy last year for a little while because he was showing me a little bit. But this week during the Capital One Cup, he showed me a little bit more. Mm. He's got a good price point at midfield. Scotty Sinclair is yeah. 3800. Uh, he could do some things this week for Villa. I'm kind of on Villa this week. I'm just a little worried about that Grealish kind of duo. It seems like one of them is going to get that start each week. 
they, they seem like twins that don't really like each other, honestly. <laughs> uh, uh, the other guy, the other value midfielder I have, I have Shakiri. I, I like I like the Stoke game. I think the Stoke game is going to be a fun one to watch this, this week. What do you think, Kev? Yeah, I mean, go back and tell somebody two years ago that. But yeah, no, I definitely agree with you here. Yeah, and the other and the value forward I have is is Rondon from West Brom. And yeah. that Stoke game. I think that game's going to be up and down. He looks so good this week. He looks really good. And uh, if you have the money and you have any time to watch the replay of last week's West Brom game, go watch it. Rondon is going to be special in a couple weeks. He's not ready yet. Had an yet. assist, could have easily had two goals. Yeah. He's not He's not ready for your roster yet. but And his, his price isn't going to immediately rise yet. But when it does, you're probably going to want to jump on it. Because if Barry Heaney is out the door... Rondon is the is the dragon you want to be riding in like the never ending story. <laughs> oh, for sure. And like we mentioned before, watch Barahino for that transfer. You need to watch Rondon that same day because as soon as those two prices change, they're going to be drastic and intense. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. So, so Kev, to segue very smoothly. Yeah. We, me and you were having a conversation before. We actually call each other on the phone. Yes, we're we're friends outside of this. In for real life. <laughs> yeah, we're like for real. Like, we send each other Valentine's Day. and We're I besties. I'm actually his kid's godfather. Yeah, I, your name's on my trapper keeper and all that stuff. Yeah, which is pink and fluffy and delightful. So, you were telling me after last week, last week I bit the bullet and used my wild card. Yeah. So, so I hear you're biting bullets today. Yeah, I like I said last week, I, well, I don't know if I said it or if it was in my article. It was my last week on Wayne Rooney. I was giving him one more chance to show that he was the player he could be. And then he failed me, and this is before today's Champions League performance. So I was like, you know what, I'm done with this. I think Benteke can turn it around. Not a big guy on him either right now. I had a couple choices. Hazard in the midfield wasn't loving. Went Ivanovic, obviously not working at all. So when you have four or five problems in your team, it's time to overhaul. And so that's what I did. So to just briefly run through... Uh, brought in Kolarov for Ivanovic, because duh. Kolarov's issue was never his playing ability. It was always the playing time. And now he's getting it, and he is easily the best fantasy defender out there. And if he's not on your team, I genuinely do not know what you're doing with your life yeah. at all. Zabaleta who? Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, yeah, which and you mentioned earlier, Sanya has done very well in his stead. Uh, I brought in Darmian. From Manchester United, I had a whole lot of kind of scrub defenders, not high on clean sheet chances. I don't like chasing clean sheets, but I had Tyrone Mings, who's not even starting for Bournemouth. Brought in Darmian, probably going to get clean sheets. Looks very good on the right, both in defense. And he's getting forward a little bit more than we were told before he came to the Premier League. And he looks threatening in both of those options. Dropped my boy Daryl Yanmott. I have owned him every year he's been available in every league that I've had. And I'm just, I'm really worried about that Newcastle defense. I thought Chancel and Bemba would really lock all that stuff up. Then Jan Mock gets his red card like an idiot. I, I'm not I'm not feeling that Newcastle defense. I love him going forward, not going back. Brought in Joe Gomez before his price gets too high. Then the midfield, I think, are the actual talking points. We kind of glossed over those ones. The midfield, I traded three teammates for three teammates. I went from Hazard to Pedro, which we mentioned at the top of the show. Pedro, the like minute one took over that attack. Like the second he put his foot on the pitch, he was like, "I'm running this show," and he did it great. He didn't get the assist. Did you know this? He didn't get the assist for the Diego Costa goal. Uh, I didn't know that actually. They referred to it as a shot on target, which then was turned in by Costa. It was absolutely bonkers. I don't know how that doesn't that's, count as an assist. That's <laughs> blows my that's, mind. That's special. 
Yeah, right. But it should have been a goal and an assist, and easily could have had another one to Willian, which I'm sure you can attest to. He just absolutely fluffed. He had it on the penalty spot and yeah. just yeah. messed it up. But Pedro, great match. I know Andre AU struggled a little bit last week, but brought him in for Gilfie Sigurdsson, who struggled more last week. Was huge on Sigurdsson when he was always the free kick taker. He was always the creator. And he's just not anymore. That Swansea team is blowing by the midfield so fast. With Jefferson Montero on one side and AU on the other side. He's just not going to have the impact I thought he would. Um, Brought in Mahrez, like I said, at 5'8", before it got too crazy for Albrighton. Brought in Aguero for Rooney with the money I saved from Hazard. Uh, because he didn't score last week. I know a lot of people were disappointed. A lot of people captained him. But I've never owned Sergio Aguero. I've always thought it was too expensive when there were other better options. But this year, there aren't better options. Rooney might turn it around, maybe. Sturridge hurt. Giroud a little disappointing. Kane hasn't gotten there yet. I think it's Costa just scored his first, so maybe he's on that train back. But right now, it's Aguero and everyone else had to bring him in. And then I didn't have him in my official FPL team. I had to bring him in. It's my boy Bafatimbi Gomis. I'm telling everyone, anybody that'll listen, 15 goals. It's, it's going to happen this year. I will not for a second claim he is a top 10 striker in the Premier League, but he is absolutely a top 10 fantasy striker. Come at me, bro, because for real, he's going to score 15 goals, and you're going to have to see him crawling around the floor a whole lot more. He's going to get his shorts dirty. His mom's going to be mad. She's going to have to get some tide to get those stains out, but he's going to score a lot of goals this year. Yeah. It's funny, you, you, you dropped Yen, Matt, and he scored this week, too, against Northampton. And oh, yeah. Well, too. You know, but you, the, the, the level of competition these guys were playing midweek. Yeah, well, let's be, let's be honest. I think, I think I just scored against Northampton. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on the score sheet. Oh, I just got a goal bonus. That's nice. And I'm, sit, I'm sitting here in my flip-flops and drinking a, drinking a Firestone Union Jack IPA. Nice. Yeah, so those are, those are the guys I did. Did you make any moves this week? Uh, I didn't, because... I used my wild card last week. Uh, I feel like I'm set up well enough going into the international break that I have guys that are going to be stalwarts. They're not. I didn't get them for one week of point getting. You know, I I believe in the the, the Kabais. I believe in the Payettes. Mm. Uh, you know, I believe in the. I believe Benteke over the long run is that great second forward next to Aguero, and I have already have Gomis to go with Kalarov. And Yaya and my basically my my defense for everybody who's listening is is Kolarov, Skirtle, Darmian, Ashley Williams, and Cedric. Yeah, Ced- Cedric mean, has looked really good. I mean, who's going to argue with those five five selections? There's no way that you I don't. Even... Why would you not go Gomez over Skirtle though? Uh, I just feel like Skirtle is the. I like Skirtle. I I honestly like having. At least one like central defender in my five. I just it feel I feel more comfortable doing that, and I couldn't bring in company because I wanted to have two offensive city players as well, and I had and I'd rather have Colorado over company. Yeah, there's my there's my rationale. That's real. And then I my midfield is Coutinho, Torre, Payet, Mares, Kabai. Still still looks diesel a week after I did it. Yeah. I'd, still t- I'd still take it today. And then my front three are Aguero, Gomez, Benteke. So I'm not making a transfer. I won't be making a transfer probably for two or three weeks. So I'll bank all those yeah. and then reanalyze my team. You know, basically from here for the next month, if my team averages 50 points a week, which is basically, which is eight more points than everybody's averaging on a weekly basis. Which is in, crazy. In the, it's really low scoring this year. Yeah. Yeah. The average, the average week is, I think, four, I think it's 41.6 points, something like that. 
but that's 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 pretty low. I mean, anybody who scores in the fifties consistently is based probably winning your league right now. Yeah, and uh, just for anybody that <laughs> cares at all for me, uh, I have Butland and Alex McCarthy at the back. Now I have a whole new defense: Kolarov, Darmian, Joe Gomez, Maddie Target, and. Uh, Hmm, page didn't load in time. Somebody else <laughs> in midfield. Uh, oh, oh, here we go, here we go. Yeah, Dave Caldor uh, to go with Matt Target. Oh, those are the, those are the four. Target, Darmian, Ward, and Kolarov. No wonder I couldn't think of them. My midfield as it stands now, Riyad Mahrez, Pedro, Yaya Toure, Philippe Coutinho, who I think is going to turn it around here, and Andre Ayew. My forwards, Aguero, Gomis, and Callum Wilson. Dropped Benteke to add Gomis because I didn't feel like losing Wilson the week he's actually going to get ads. I feel yeah. like I'd just be throwing away money. i got to ride the Wilson train now, probably through the international break, see if that keeps going up before switching him back. Otherwise, I had the money in the bank, would have just brought in Gomis for Wilson, which I had the money to do, um, but decided to drop Benteke. I do think he's going to have a big week against West Ham, but you know, I started looking at that September 17th, I think it is, return mm-hmm. date for Daniel Sturridge. I, I got a little antsy, is what yeah. happened. I was already I already knew I was going to play my wild card and wasn't sure I wanted to double down on him. I still have 1.5 in the bank. So if he comes back, or if Hazard decides to turn up, or if Alexis decides to turn up, or Erickson decides to turn up, I have that money in the bank to bring in that player. But I thought sticking with Wilson, despite having money in the bank, is probably the best play right now. He's going to keep probably adding value from here on out. Yeah, I think... I think if Benteke doesn't do anything this week, I think people are going to start to sour on him like they did on Rooney the first three weeks. Yeah. I think they're going to look at his price point, look at what he's doing, look at the team, how they're scoring, and their opponents coming up are pretty favorable, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. Liverpool has pretty fair. Yeah, they, well, they play United, and I think they get, they're get they pretty pretty light after that. Yeah. But I think if they – yeah, they play uh, Norwich at home as the, the, the 19th. Suarez is going to come back and score eight. Yeah, <laughs> But but the thing is, I think the the big move for this after this week, if people get people sour on Benteke, I think people are going to go move straight from Benteke to Lukaku because I think Lukaku is probably yeah. going to find the net this week. Yeah, I think get, he's going to get up to that eight five probably by the next match week. Yeah, uh, and he'll be basically what Benteke is, so it'll be a straight swap, and you're basically not going to be losing anything because for my money, they look like the same player. Just ones where one wears red, one wears blue. Yeah, Benteke is better with the pass. Lukaku is more athletic. Yeah, I think Lukaku holds up the ball better than Benteke as well. But. Yeah, yeah, he, but he's not as good at laying it off, which yeah, no, kind of neutralizes. No, no. Yeah. Horse run, ho- big man, horse straight. <laughs> the fact that one's 8-5 and one started at 8-0 is a little silly, I think is what we're saying. Is yeah. They have very similar values. Oh, All absolutely. Right. Well, we've run out of time pretty quickly here, so instead of giving us reasoning, just run through your start sets. My starts, Benteke, Pedro, Kolarov. Yours? Uh, starts, Amave. Max Gradel, uh, Rondon. Nice. I like that you went sleeper-wise. I went obvious. Uh, my sits this week, Lukaku, because he played too much. Wilfried Zahaha, because he's looked horrible the last two weeks. And any Tottenham defender you can dream of. Yeah, I, I, did, did we cheat? I basically did the same thing with defenders. I said my defender sit is anyone from Watford, Newcastle, or West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> be really real, son. <laughs> yeah. And my midfield sit is Raheem Sterling. If you still have Raheem Sterling on your team and you're in a money league, Thanks for your donation. And my forward, my forward sit is Harry Kane. There's no way he should be on anybody's roster or being trusted to get any kind of fantasy relevance right now. 
Yeah, like I said, before Erickson gets back or Lamela shows up or we play somebody else on that right side, he's just not going to get enough chances, which is a damn shame because he's, like I said, he's trying his little heart out and he's just doing his best. But Yeah, and the funny thing is that, that Watford's defense, they have three guys with over 14 points. I know, but you know, it's off the back of two clean sheets. Are they going to yeah. do it against City? Not yeah, even no, a little. Not even, not even <laughs> which is why Kolarov is my pick because he's going to get forward a lot, probably get involved in at least one goal and he's going to get the clean sheet in my opinion they haven't scored in the last 277 minutes Watford and I don't think that's going to change against this rejuvenated city defense which right now is the best in the league yeah completely they're completely they're playing like they color color to me right now if there was an MVP vote for the season if Marez didn't get it, Kolarov would get it. Yeah, I'd, I'd give Marez young player. I'd give Kolarov player of the year. Like, Kolarov <laughs> just is bringing a new element to that City team. Which they just, didn't need, by the way. Yeah, he's basically that. He's basically another, like, wing. He's a wing player. Yeah. Uh, and he's drawing two, def- two, two guys to defend him and basically freeing up everybody else. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. All right. Well, um, you already mentioned your drink. John mentioned his. I made an old-fashioned. I was using uh, a little bit of... You know, some some of that bourbon, you get some of that sweet vermouth in there. You got a little bit of orange bitters. I went orange over cherry. I was trying to decide that earlier. Went orange. I won't mention the name of the bourbon, but, you know, if they want to throw me money, (laughs) that'd be cool. It rhymes with um, Rude Ford Reslerve. So... (laughs) If they'd like to come through and sponsor us, that'd be great as well. Rude for the serve. Yeah. I think I covered that very well. And that didn't show the signs of me drinking out throughout this episode at all. Even a little bit. I trust you enjoyed your beverage. I was, well, I know I've attacked the IPA a few times. IPA lovers, I'm not hating. I'm just saying it's easy to make a meh IPA. You can't oh, totally. make a meh Pilsner and sell it. Nope. Nope. Absolutely. Pilsner is like the Herald Miner. You can get it right, but they have lots of hops. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, and with that, we are out of time. So, Rob, tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on, on Twitter, Smokey, S-M-O-K-E-Y, underscore Lugie, L-O-O-G-Y, or at soccer.rasball.com. Or you can call me. My number's listed. <laughs> what is this, the 90s? All right, I'm at Kevroff on Twitter. You can find my writings over on blog.playtaga.com where I write about Crystal Palace, Sunderland, and Tottenham. Uh, if you want to see my other stuff, I write a weekly article over on theeaglespeak.com at price points to talk about easy players to bring in and out of your side based on this week and long-term matchup choices. Uh, if you'd like to reach us here, you can email us at EPL Roundtable and put fantasy in the header and we'll get your stuff. We're probably going to try to start doing some more viewer slash listener interaction. It's just listener. I don't know why I said viewer at all. Uh, so if you have any questions, start sits, any stuff like that, start sending those in. We're going to try to do a segment like that going forward. If you'd like to reach us uh, over Twitter, we're just at EPL Roundtable. We don't have our own thing. We're not We're not going to get all busy. But like you said, you can reach him at Smokey Loogie. I'm at Kevroff on Twitter. And we hope you've enjoyed listening. I hope you come back. We're going to keep drinking. We're going to keep talking fantasy sports. We, we're going to keep asking dessert-based keeper options. Uh, so we hope you keep listening, and, and we're glad to do it. Peace. Bye.